Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. up a little bit so that won't kick on for a while but I'm probably gonna start sweating during this episode so that's fine uh hope everybody's doing all great all great all right see already kicking it off to a great time um so yeah just hanging out uh still looking for a job but before we get into that I think I already forgot if I said what number episode this is see I'm losing my mind so episode 54. And my name is Coco. If you haven't been listening, you know, go back and listen to the old shit. Apparently, it's still pretty good. My first episode, though, was tragic as I blustered my way through it and kind of sped through it like I lost my fucking mind. Mostly because I was nervous, but here we are. What, a year and some change later? Uh, oh, yeah, I have uh, someone stream playing in the background. I should probably mute that, I guess, right? Mute that and get this out of here. Let's close Discord because that's going to be hella loud when that pops up. And there we go. So I lowered his volume a little bit. Wow. I did that Discord thing in such good timing because someone's alert just popped up. <laughs> Bye. Um. So remember last episode or a few episodes that I couldn't remember who co-starred with Regis Philbin when they first were doing today with Regis and whoever. It was Kathy Lee Gifford. That was it. That was the big response. But then I started to realize all the co-stars and shit they went through on that show. So it was like, so first it was Kathy Lee Gifford. Then it was Kelly Ripa. And then at some point Regis left. And then it became Kelly and Michael as Michael Strahan, whatever. I don't remember who was between Regis and Michael. I think they had a lot of people guest co-star with her till they found the permanent person. So Michael Strahan did it for a little bit. And I think the only reason why he got any attention was because he was on Dancing with the Stars. So that's his popularity vote went up because I think he won. I don't remember what year it was. I think he danced with Cheryl. I don't remember. But in any case, so it became Kelly and Michael. And Michael left to join a different network. Uh, Aside from the fact that apparently there's rumors or gossip or celebrity gossip, whatever you want to call it. That claim that Kelly Rip is very hard to work with, <laughs> which is how we get to my point here, which is now it's Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest who do today, <laughs> today with Kelly and Ryan. And I got to say, he looks pretty bored staring at her. I don't even know how many years he's been doing it. I want to say at least it's been at least three years, maybe more, because I remember watching him and her together when I went to visit my grandma's house in Brooklyn. So it has to have been that long. But um, anyway, so that's the story I'm sticking with in the chain of events that has happened from Regis to Ryan. And uh, so I was watching it this morning because I'm recording on a Wednesday because tomorrow is New Year's Eve. So I also want to wish everyone a happy new year because next time you hear from me, it'll be season three. That's how I'm doing my seasons now. I'm doing them on like a year breakdown, I guess. Uh, season two was a lot longer than season one because season one, I started in July and it ended, it ended in November, I think, or maybe shorter than that. But, uh, yeah. So from July to December or November was season one. Season two started in like February and went to December this month and season three will start next week. I still want to work out maybe doing it a, a different day, maybe try doing it on, um, 
Mondays instead or Sundays, but um, then I would have to skip this coming week. So we'll see how that works. Maybe I'll do like a highlights kind of thing for next week so we can do like a little play-by-play of 2020, take some clips out of what I've listened to already. I know I have someone working on that right now, uh, that they're going to send me clips and everything, I guess, to attach to the end of episodes to try to make it funny. <laughs> but uh, so far... There's a lot of stuff in the air. I really still have to work on getting this uh, website together. I have not forgotten. And like I said, 2021 is going to be a year of new opportunities and such. And, you know, I'm hoping that things all work out for the better part of the year. I've got job interviews lined up left and right. I've had phone screenings left and right. We'll see what gets wherever. Uh, I'm really just applying anywhere and seeing what sticks. I did reach back out to... I had an interview at a car dealership that we'll talk about later, but let me get back to this Kelly and Ryan thing because that shit was tripping me out this morning. So I was watching it today with Kelly and Ryan and they look so bored with each other. Like he's trying to land, like he's trying to tell her jokes and land jokes on her and she's really playing into this whole dumb blonde joke. Like I've seen her with the same hair for the better part of a decade and a half. Like, why are we, is she really going through like a white hair face that her hair needs to be that light? Like, it looks so damaged and crispy. (laughs) Like, I can't even imagine how many times they're doing her hair. Like, I watched that Lady Gaga episode um, documentary on Netflix, and they showed how many times they do her hair all the time. And I'm like, no wonder that shit looks fried. They're like washing it and blowing it out all day long because of all the hairspray and shit they have in it. Like, every time she goes to do something else, they're washing and blowing it again. And I'm like, you know, not for nothing. If that's what she's asking for, then that's fine. But if you want to be, like, an actually good person, you should maybe say, why don't we do stuff to your hair that's a little less harsh? (laughs) Like, why don't we try and be friends with your hair for a second so that it doesn't all fall out? Like, my hair's falling out, but that's because of stress. I haven't really done much to it because can't afford to at the moment. <laughs> I think, I think like the one other thing I'm going to do is try and do my nails at least at some point next week. Um, if I don't have a job, but we'll see how that goes. Um, so anyway, she looks like she hasn't aged at all. So like he, he, he looks like he's done staring at her because every time he looks at her, he looks like he wants to punch her in the face. And this is Ryan Seacrest. We're going back. So Ryan Seacrest looks like he has nothing left in him besides his jokes to get himself through the day. Like he's, he's trying to be funny with her and she just does not have the time. She's giving the look of someone who has worked in a county job for 20 years and just does not have any more time for your bullshit. Like she's just sitting there like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're funny. Anyway. So today's, today's guest we have, and I'm like, wow, what a bitch Kelly Ripa. If he wanted to, he could throw you through a fucking wall. That's how tiny you are. Eat some food. Eat a cheeseburger. God. I liked her on uh, Broad City, though. She was very funny. She acts like she smokes weed and, like, has a good time. Meanwhile, on her own show, she looks like she has the only piece of wood stuck up her ass. <laughs> anyway, so Ryan's going to have to find that stick and pull it out. Anyway, so uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so she looks like she hasn't aged at all. So what I assume from that is... And that goes for any celebrity who looks like they haven't aged. She doesn't look like she's had plastic surgery. What she looks like she's doing is what Elizabeth Bathory was doing, which is drinking the blood of virgins. Drinking the blood of young girls. Elizabeth Bathory used to recruit these young girls from families that were not well known. Like mostly, she thought that it made her look younger. So what she would do is she would take these slave girls or girls of unknown you know, like unknown title, I should say. And what she used to do was she used to use their blood to make her look younger. And just so I don't give you the wrong information, I I believe that's why I remember that name. There it is. Elizabeth Bathory. Yep. Serial killer. (laughs) Let's see. Okay. No, dude. Why is, hold up. So not only is Wikipedia mostly wrong in things, now they're asking for donations. To do what? Keep this website of fuckery alive? (laughs) Hello? Does anyone remember WikiLeaks? We don't have time for this. (laughs) Anyway, so her name is Countess Elizabeth Bathory. 
And she, oh God. So she's even been named by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female murderer. But they don't know the exact number of people she killed. So she was, Bathory and four collaborators were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of young girls and women between 1590 and 1610. So they said the highest number of victims uh, in the trial that were named was 650. Anyway. <laughs> so Kelly Ripa is Elizabeth Bathory, apparently, at this point. Is the, is the connection I'm making? Because she doesn't look old at all, even though she's been alive for who knows how long. Um, Let's see. Testified 300 witnesses and survivors. What? <laughs> as well as physical evidence in the presence of hor horribly mutilated, dead, dying, and imprisoned girls found at the time of her arrest. Stories describing va Bathory's vampiric tendencies, such as the tale that she bathed in the blood of virgins to retain her youth, were generally recorded years after her death and are considered unreliable. So is Wikipedia, but here we are. Let's see. I want to hear about the murders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Engaged at the age of 10. So no wonder why she was killing people. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, who cares about that? Let's see. Bathory's first victims were girls aged 10 to 14. Later, it is said, she is said to have been begun killing daughters of the lesser gentry who were sent to her by their parents to learn courtly etiquette. So, okay, so this is what happened now that I'm getting back into it. I, this was an episode on lore, okay? They did an episode of her having, you know, I will teach them the ways to find a proper man was kind of what she was doing. And they would, you know, blindly send their daughters into this bullshit and would end up, you know, dying, end up being killed because they didn't know any better. Excuse me. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, sorry, I was reading a silly ass text message. Um, stupid anyway. So basically what they would do is they would send, they would get this, <laughs> they would send their daughters to her to learn how to get a man because they weren't the best looking. They weren't the best with manners or etiquette or anything. So they would send them to her. And of course, you know, they would end up dead is <laughs> basically what would happen. So let's see. Abductions were said to have occurred, occurred as well. The atrocities described mostly cons most consistently included severe beatings, burning or mutilation of hands, biting the flesh off the faces, arms and other body parts, freezing or starving to death. The use of needles was also mentioned. There were many suspected forms of torture carried out. The girl's were burned with hot tongs and then placed in freezing cold water. They were also covered in honey and live ants. What? Others reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies, some of which were burned in grave buried in graveyards and others in unmarked locations. Two court, the court officials claimed to have personally witnessed the counts. Okay, so take those people too. Anybody who witnessed any of that shit should be killed too. Like what? <laughs> you can't say that. Two court officials claim to have pers personally witnessed the countess torture and kill young servant girls. You go too. You go too. That's it. Oh my God. They took the accomplices and her. Let's say. Okay. So what they did was, <laughs> what they did was that when it came, when it came time to arresting her, what they did was they sentenced her to confinement in her castle is what they did. And essentially meaning that they kept her locked up in a tower, but they bricked it up. They sealed her in it so that she would die so that she was sentenced to her castle that she loved so much for the rest of her life, which oh, who knows how long you can last without anything. I mean, that movie, the ring said you can survive seven days without food and water. Cause that's what that phone call is. Right. Anyway, so that's what I'm convinced is what Kelly Ripa is doing. She is the Elizabeth Bathory of our time, and someone will figure it out and have to chop her head off too. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but it's strange to see when people don't age. Like this whole thing with Kirk Douglas. Now, everybody knows that I had a personal agenda and feud with him. <laughs> he didn't know me. He doesn't know me to know we had a feud going on, but we did. And it was mostly the fact that this guy was like 104 years old and still alive for no reason. 
taking up space. <laughs> he was the epitome of the mummy. Every time you saw a picture of him recently, like he was, he was fine with an O I, fine back in his day. When he before he passed earlier this year, before COVID started, which I am. I am in a thought process of how to figure out how we got from Kirk Douglas dying to COVID-19. But they're saying that it happened in December of 2019, which is why it has the number 19 on it. I think otherwise. But that's fine. Everybody has their own thoughts on things. And I think that he has something to do with it. He let about a plague when he died. He died in February. And the entire country went into lockdown, what, March? (laughs) Conspiracy? I think so. So, okay. Going back to this Kelly and Ryan episode, because I went off on a crazy ass tangent that somehow led back to the pandemic that ruined a good chunk of 2020. So watching this, I feel like (laughs) I have learned a lot about the two of them as people. So halfway through the episode, they went through approximately three clothing changes. Three. Like they start, she started with one kind of dress. He started out in a suit and then he changed into a different type of suit, like more casual, more comfortable. She changed into a different kind of dress. Like she wore a dress the entire episode, but it was different. Each, each, each like, um, skit they did, whatever skits I know are in comedy. I don't have time to figure out what it's actually called when they do daytime TV. So you can't wear an outfit for an hour? Like, what's the issue here? I wear the same outfit for eight hours a day, and I was perfectly fine. And that was my day job. You only have to do this shit for an hour, which is even less than that because there's fucking commercials. What are we doing? (laughs) I don't recall Regis Philbin ever needing all this extra shit. Maybe Kathy Lee. Maybe Kathy Lee. Because she didn't look like he could tolerate her either. Which is why they brought, you know, Kelly Ripa on. Younger, younger, fresher face, younger, fresher take. She thought he was the funniest ever. Fucking, she's been doing the Today Show since like 1990-something because they used to make fun of her all the time with Amy Poehler and uh, Daryl Hammond when they were doing uh, Regis and Philbin skits on Saturday Night Live. Um, Ryan Seacrest. Okay, so here's another thing that freaked me out. So I'm watching the show and fucking Ryan Seacrest started the episode with facial hair Ended it baby-faced. What the fuck? (laughs) The guy started it with a full-on beard, okay? And his hair looking like he just woke up, which wasn't bad to look at. But not the point. The point is the guy started with a full face of hair and then ended it with nothing. So I'm like, okay, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Like, I just don't, I don't even know. So in any case, uh, I was just really confused. I'm like, because I'm one of those people, everybody who knows me will tell you that if we're ever watching a movie or a TV show together, I'm always looking at the hair and the makeup and stuff. And I'm wondering how these people are getting me paid to do these things with, uh, you know, with all the experience and money they're getting paid to do it, because you know these stylists have to be up on shit. I'm trying to figure out how it is possible that these people are still making the same mistakes that I was told not to do when I was in school. So I still don't understand that. But, you know, mistakes happen, I guess. Depend, not even depending on anywhere. Like, you know, Kelly Ripa, I don't know what she uses for makeup, but the way they did her makeup this morning, I was, I was very not impressed. Like, I know it's supposed to be like a family friendly daytime kind of thing, but I would also appreciate a little bit more glamour on her part, especially if she's changing her outfits all day long. Also, I don't think those commercials are long enough to be doing those costume changes. Like, when are we doing that? Anyway, so they did a cooking sketch today. And I texted Alicia and I was like, dude, I just learned how to open an avocado. And she goes, what do you mean? She's like, you don't know how to open an avocado? I was like, no, man, that guy fucking, he did that little twist shit and popped it open. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, how often has she seen me cook with avocado to know that, you know, I don't know how to do that? 
<laughs> but I was like a life hack. My brain exploded all of the above. I was very thrilled to learn that, but not that I'm going to use it because I don't cook with avocado. She goes, you're fake Spanish. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> no, I just, you know, guacamole is where I'll go with it. Like I've, I've probably discussed this before. When I go to Chili's and I get that Chipotle bowl, I kind of like move the avocado pieces to the side because it's a texture thing for me. I would rather have it pureed than sit in my face. So, uh, yeah. So basically what I'm getting at is I learned something new today and I was watching when they did the cooking sketch, uh, Ryan Seacrest was learning how to cut an onion, like how to hold an, how to hold the vegetable and cut appropriately. And I was cracking up because the guy started the chef. He's one of the chefs from like, uh, the cooking network. Uh, he's bald. I forget what his name is. Bald and wears glasses, but his, he's really cool. He was like one of my favorites. So of course, you know, I have to be that person that goes, Oh my God, I love him. As soon as the person comes on the screen and he was cutting, he was cutting whatever he was cutting. I don't know if he was cutting an onion or if he was cutting something else. I think he had a red onion. Ryan had like a yellow onion and they were cutting at the same time. And Ryan Seacrest was telling the chef not to stare at him while he was cooking because he was going to cut himself. And the guy goes, I've been doing this for 35 years. I'll stare wherever I want. And I was like, oh, clap back on a family show. I was like, damn, that guy, let him have it. He sauteed him. How about that? How about that? It's a nice little saute slam. Anyway. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so they ended the episode and it was like four outfits they went through and Ryan Seacrest legit did not have a scrub of facial hair. I noticed the facial hair when they were doing the cooking sketch and I wanted to be like, well, hold on a second. Does he have a twin or something? Because they look like they cleaned him up ready to go. Like, I think he's given this long hair thing a shot, which is whatever. Looks good. Not on everybody, but it looks good. And uh, so that's when I noticed the facial hair, which was really stupid. Because this is the kind of things I'm paying attention to. Like, sometimes I won't be listening to what someone's saying, but I'll be looking at their hair and the way they've done themselves up. And be like, okay, cool. She she knows a whole bunch of shit. Like, she knows how to do her eyelashes. She knows how to do this. I still cannot put on fake eyelashes for my life. Which is fine, because I don't really know that I need them. But, like today, my hair is super flat, because I have not brushed it yet. I haven't done anything. I have not done much. I've applied to more jobs. I've been on the phone on an off phone morning. I should be getting paid for this. Oh, God. Anyway, so anyway, so yesterday, so this is what I want to talk about. So, oh, wait, 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 before I get to that. Um, also, I'm not really sure how many people they're allowing in the audience for these shows because due to COVID, you know, you're supposed to social distance and six feet away and all that. It sounds pretty pathetic when they have like five or six people laughing in the audience. It's kind of like. Yeah, we know COVID is happening. Maybe just play some canned laughter. Like every time she, like Kelly Ripple was talking about, you know, Christmas trees and how they bring a certain aroma into the house because, you know, Manhattan smells stinky sometimes. You got the South Street Seaport, you got garbage outside. In the summertime, Chinatown smells like a huge garbage dump. <laughs> and then there's, you know, alternate side of the street parking and all this other shit, exhaust, whatever. So you're smelling a whole bunch of nasty shit in Manhattan. But she said that the one thing that she preferred, like, while she was complaining about all the other outside smells, everybody starts laughing because they're like, oh, yeah, we're New Yorkers, we know. But it's like 10 people were probably in the audience. So it was kind of like, oh, yeah, we're New Yorkers, we know. Like, that's how low the laugh was. And I was like, kind of pathetic still, people. We don't need this. Also, you would think Kelly Ripple would show a little more oomph in her day because she fucking still has a job. Meanwhile, people do not. Certain people do not. And uh, what you call it. So <laughs> so speaking of that, so she said the aroma of having a real Christmas tree because Ryan Seacrest wanted to talk about fake ones. And I have a fake one. It, not a big deal. I have a fake tree. Uh, but he was also talking about how people like to leave their Christmas trees out till thank like not Thanksgiving. <laughs> To Valentine's Day. And I'm like, who's doing that? Who are those people? I'm glad I'm not friends with those people. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Who wants to keep their Christmas tree out till, till Valentine's Day? But anyway, it's, it's not my issue to solve. It's just, you know, I wonder how these things happen and who's allowing this stuff to happen. Because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. 
doesn't make sense to me. I don't know that I would keep my tree out for that long. Like January, like once the ball dropped, the tree was outside ready for pickup from the garbage trucks. <laughs> from what I remember anyway. But if it's a fake tree, because my parents were very much into getting a real tree, uh, even with all the mess it made underneath. Considering the fact that, you know, dogs like to investigate shit and just hit the tree at the bottom and just smash everything. <laughs> Create utter chaos. Um, so I really don't, so the, the conclusion for that episode was I really don't understand the point of wearing all that throughout an hour's worth of a show. Uh, also speaking of shows that were amazing back in the day to pushing an agenda now, Saturday Night Live, what's going on? Can't we just have comedy without doing political satire? Like political satire is funny to a point. And I've made, I've said this before because Will and Grace did it for like two episodes. And then it was like, all right, let's move on to funnier shit because you were, you were not like this back in the day. You were not like this back in 1998 when y'all first came out doing this shit because you guys had to establish a role in media. Now that you don't, like, now that you don't have to establish yourselves, we're just saying whatever the fuck willy nilly. Like, can we find something else to do? Like, Jim Carrey is like the biggest you know, proponent of making fun of politicians, which is whatever. It's Jim Carrey. He's living his life. He's made his money. He doesn't need anything else. He's already like blacklisted himself with, you know, his uh, girlfriend's family thinking that he had a part in her death, which was obviously ruled a suicide. But like he he's changed a lot. And I saw something on Facebook that said that he might do a musical comedy with Ryan Reynolds, which I think would be really interesting. But a lot of people, like, my mom is into that shit, like, writing people off based on their political beliefs and how they act and shit, how, like, they behave towards politics. I'm not that into that. You know why? Because that's like saying, I'm going to stop listening to Chris Brown because he beat women up. Who's doing that? Nobody. And we're still watching fucking Ace Ventura. And that movie was like almost as old as I am at this point. Like we're still watching The Mask for Cuban Pete. That one fucking part where he dances with maracas. Cameron Diaz, though, I would like to see her make more movies, but she's since retired. I watched her in Bad Teacher a couple weeks ago. That shit was hysterical. Her and Jason Siegel were the cutest couple ever. Oh, God. I've had like such dry throat issues since I've been here. It's ridiculous. And I think it's because for some reason I can't breathe through my nose at night. So I'm breathing through my mouth. Maybe I've swallowed a couple spiders or something because they say that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, like I said, you know, I don't want to go crazy over this political shit because that's not why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to make people laugh and delight them with my crazy shit. Hopefully it works. I mean, we're 54 episodes in and I'm still getting people to listen. Okay, so what did we cover? We covered Kelly and Ryan wearing too much clothing in an hour. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't really get to finish the episode because sometimes you're just not that into it. But like, uh, she got to lighten up. That's all I'm saying. So I've been job hunting a lot. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's go back to pol politics for one second because we still have to discuss what's going on with the stimulus check. Like, what are we doing? What... Who the fuck thinks it's a good idea to give us $600 when we had 1200 the last time? Like, hey, dude, that's like saying, okay, that's like saying if you're at last call at a bar and you see a two and an eight on the rating scale of one to 10 and you had the eight already, so you decide to go with the two. What is that? That makes no sense. If you had the eight already and the eight is willing to go home with you, take the eight. The two will find a one and go home and make ugly babies accidentally because the two is probably not on birth control because her face looks crazy. And that's probably like the rudest thing I'll ever say, but like, that's so stupid. Like if you have, actually, this is a better one. There's a two and eight and a nine and a half. Okay. The nine and a half is the $2,000. The eight is the 1200 and the two is the 600. Let's make this more interesting. If you know 
that you have a better shot after having the eight, your confidence is up there and you're going to go for the nine and a half and you take the nine and a half home, aren't you going to feel good? The two is going to last you maybe two minutes and then that's it. And then she goes and you probably have an STD or something at that point because you're filled with nothing but regret. How are these politicians deciding that anything less than what we've already had is an acceptable amount for us to be comfortable during this time? It's still ongoing, you freaks. Let me ask you this, politician who is not listening to this. Do you really think that 2,000 or like less than 2,000 would be sufficient enough to you to go for, for the, for the remainder of whatever this is? Because you know the cost of living wherever anybody is right now is stupid high for what's happening right now. Stupid high. So... 600 is going to literally benefit them for two minutes because they have to pick and choose now what bills they can afford to pay at this time. What is that about? What is that? The 2000, they could probably keep half in the bank and then the other half, maybe, maybe if they live in a place with a cheap cost of living, maybe take half and do something with it. And then the other half they could put in their savings and start earning interest or some shit. Because let me tell you, these eviction things, like the the ban on evictions that are happening right now, are not going to last forever. You know why? Nobody's going to be making money anywhere. So if you want to stimulate this economy and make sure that I buy shit I don't need, you better give me that (laughs) $2,000. Anyway, so I'm just talking nonsense because the the whole thing of a debate between, you know, oh, 600 works. For who? Whores? Who? Actually, whores, it might work for like two nights and that's it. Depending upon what level of shit you want that night. Maybe they can guarantee you'll get an STD after $600. Oh, fuckery. <laughs> anyway... I don't understand. I don't understand how these people who we have appointed to protect us are doing nothing to protect us at all. Besides sitting and wasting time talking about shit and not doing anything about it. Money talks, bullshit walks. Like, come on. Actually, that doesn't even fit in there. What the fuck? See, I'm just getting all wrapped up in my own bullshit. Maybe I should be a politician because all I do is like lie to myself. (laughs) Anyway, so... Moving along to better situations, I guess. So I've been job hunting like crazy. Uh, been applying like a mad woman. I've gotten three phone calls so far. One of which was today. All right. And uh, I'm trying to get my registration and everything done. But let's talk about this first. So there's a potential employment with a Nissan in Cocoa, Florida. And no, I'm not trying to be funny. Cocoa is an actual city in Florida. The job is for a receptionist position, so there's base pay involved with bonus percentage as well if you uh, are able to secure that person into, I guess, going into some uh, services, like take maintenance of their car, setting up appointments, this and that, um, cold calling, I guess, to see if anyone needs anything, sending emails for uh, current uh, customers and this and that. So the hourly is 13, which isn't great, but like it's something instead of the nothing I have coming in right now. Um, it would be a liberating change of pace, dealing with quiet and solitude, somewhat. The hours are from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and uh, Monday through Friday, so that's nice. And uh, so that's that's one particular thing that's been coming in, is uh, receptionist positions. Medical positions have come in also. I had a phone screening yesterday for a medical office manager position, which they're looking to hire for ASAP. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> You got me. Let's go. Like, I don't have a job right now, so let's do this shit. Like, baby girl, I want to come for that paycheck. You know, swiggity swooty, I'm coming for that money booty. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, I know it doesn't work. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's just what, I, uh, what I've been doing lately. I'm trying to be funny, but <laughs> not really trying, honestly. But 
trying to bring some humor into my life. You know, things will work out the way they're supposed to when they're supposed to. And that's how I'm just going about it. Uh, trying to just, you know, take this time to work on myself and figure out what I want to do and get myself together, get my life together. Um, I received another email yesterday also after I had that phone screening. Uh, well, I had the phone screening, so this is how it went. So I had the phone screening and then they sent, she was like, well, is there any reason why you couldn't get this assessment done within the next 72 hours? I was like, girl, I could have it to you before the end of today, which I did. <laughs> so that's done. Um, so it takes them about, I think, like two days to receive all my information um, from the assessment. They had a computer literacy part. They had, a, they had a, I don't remember what the first part was, but they had one part was computer literacy. The second part was personality. And the other one was, um, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. So there's three parts to it. And they're like, please, a lot, two hours of time. Your girl was done with that in like an hour. Cause they don't give you a lot of time to do the first part, but she was like, it's, it's not really a quality thing. It's a quantity thing. So it's mostly, you know, don't stay stuck on a question. Just see how many you can get through in the allotted time, which was like, I think they gave you 10 minutes to do the first section and there's like 50 questions, but you know, I know it sounds like you can get through it, but it's not all that simple. It's not like a plus B equals C it's like, which, uh, which, which design would replace the question mark in this sequence to complete it? Like stuff like that. So you really have to be, it's like attention to detail. So, so that was that one. So that was, and then that was the medical office manager position assessment. So the same day yesterday, I received another email regarding another phone screening for a provider network position. I'm like, we about to be on and popping with these job interviews. Like this is about to be popping. I was like, I haven't been this popular in a very long time. Also, keep that shit to yourself because, you know, that's, sorry. Like, keep that shit to yourself, you perverts. And sorry, yes, I was typing for a second, but I was answering a text message again. <laughs> and, you know, you guys don't even know what I look like. So unless you do or are friends with me on any social media, I could look like a hag. Okay. <laughs> All right, so more disappointing shit in 2020. Grey's Anatomy is not coming back until March 2021. So I'm pissed off at this show because um, why would they do something like that? We've only had six episodes. Like, that makes no fucking sense. We've had six episodes, and so far I'm hearing that this season is only going to have about 17 episodes in them. So, and they're also saying that that is the least amount they've had of this series, which I think is a total lie because, um, it's bullshit. That's all. It's because season four, which is the season I'm on now, cause I rewatched is, uh, I feel like was less because they had the writer strike. So I don't think that that's completely accurate to say that this will be the least amount of episodes. Like, uh, I should probably look that up while I'm on my computer, to be honest with you. So let's see. How many episodes in Grey's So let's see. How many episodes were in? Yeah, see, 17. Stupid fucking shit. It's the same amount. See, so they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. That's even, that's even worse. Like when people write about shit that they have no idea what they're talking about. I don't even think this person researched anything to do with this show. It took me all of five seconds to, sh to show you that season four had 17 episodes and now season 17 is going to have 17 episodes. Stupid. Also, the reason why season four had so little episodes was because of the writer's strike. And that fucking sucked because that means we were without Grey's Anatomy for like three months, which is basically what they're doing again. They're doing like another three month hiatus, which is stupid. But luckily, nobody on that set has gotten COVID. So that's a good thing. Also, that show Girlfriends was cut short due to the writer's strike also. But at least Grey's got an actual ending for that season. Like Girlfriends wasn't given the justice it deserved. Like we don't even know what I don't even know what happened. Because I watched it, like I binge watched it because it was so good. So I binge watched it on Netflix and I think there's only seven seasons. 
But when you got to the end of that seventh season, you were like, wait a minute. Like I was not prepared for such an abrupt ending. Basically, from what I recall from season seven was that, um, oh, my God, I don't remember any of the characters names. Ugh, hold on. <laughs> oh. OK, let's see. Who were the actors on this? Let's see. Yeah. See, according to the TV series finale, the CW canceled Girlfriends because ratings were low and it was an expensive show to produce. This was also during the 2007-2008 writer strike, which doesn't fucking matter because you know what? Oh, wow. They put season nine on Freeform. Okay, so I'm going to have to look at that. That's annoying. Tracy Ellis Ross, okay. Her character, I forgot what her character's name was, but... From what I recall, Tracy Ellis Ross's character ended up reading a story to um, reading the letter that her boyfriend at the time sent from Iraq because he went overseas. He continued his tour of duty. So uh, that's how I remembered it ending. But now that I know that I can finish the actual series on another channel, I think that's what's going to happen today at some point. We'll see. Maybe I can look it up on my computer and watch it like that. Anyway, so another thing that's happened, I'm trying to establish myself here and uh, moving forward with this episode anyway, because I have about 20 minutes left and I think this is actually going to be like the first hour I've done in Florida. So that's good. Uh, I must have lost my mind somewhere between the drive and actually being here because I really tried to go to the DMV on Monday and get a license like with little to no paperwork proving that I'm a human. Also... Why does this have to be this difficult to get this done? So apparently I need identification. I need a social security number and two proofs of residential address. So <laughs> I came with like one thing or two, one or two. Uh, I don't know why, to be honest with you, I don't know why they don't accept previous driver's license as proof of U.S. citizenship. So I just had to text my mom and ask her if she had my birth certificate. Otherwise, I'm going to need to have my passport mailed to me by one of my girls because it also has my social security number on it. But I was able to find a W-2 and I just need my birth certificate and then I need like two bills to come this way. So that's, that's what I need. And I'm really pissed off about it. But... Uh, so I really tried to do that on Monday without anything. And I was actually really polite to this chick. And I wonder how many people have actually bugged out on her because of her responses. Like, I actually thought she was, she was very nice. She was very helpful. And I said to her, listen, I got confused on the website because they say a whole bunch of shit on the website, but they're not exactly specific to what. So she gave me the little pamphlet for everything I needed. And, uh, I was actually, I was actually very excited to speak with her. She was, she was very nice. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else happened. So like, I'm wondering, like, I was really nice to her and I was like, okay, thanks. Have a good day. And I kind of like got up and left. And I was wondering like, how many people have flipped out on her because of not having the right paperwork or being told they didn't have the right paperwork? Like, why are people like this? <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to, I'm hanging out. Obviously I'm hanging out with my mom. So I got to ask her again for New Year's Eve if she could find that for me because she was out and about. So I texted her earlier asking her, Hey, do you have that somewhere? Cause I don't want to be snooping around and looking for shit and you end up finding something you don't want to find. <laughs> but, um, I also did get my proof of car insurance to get my car registered, but the next available date to do so is next Tuesday. So that's a bummer. Even though I went the other day, was it yesterday? Oh, yeah. It was yesterday. So today's Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. So I went Tuesday. I tried to do it. My license, anyway. So apparently you have to... What it says here for the state is you have to register your car within 10 days of declaring residence or when you start a job or this and that and the third. So there's a whole bunch of stipulations already. So I was looking at the application to register my car like on the computer and I was like, dude, none of this shit makes sense because I'm only registering a car. I'm not registering a mobile home, a boat, none of that. So I'm reading all this extra shit and I have Laura on the phone. 
in my ear talking to me about her inspection. And I'm like, girl, girl, like, (laughs) I don't have time for that. But that's what's going on with her. Well, she actually went because December is like the worst time to try and get an inspection done because everybody waits till the last minute. So she left work early yesterday to try and get it done. And they ran out of stickers. And she said she had called to ask about it in advance. And they told her that they had them, even though they, they clearly didn't. Or she called the wrong location or she didn't specify when she was coming in, something like that. But she got all turned around with it. Oh, my God. So that's ridiculous. But they say you got to be 10 days, you have to register your car, and then like 30 days to get a driver's license. So I have time. That's annoying, but I have time. And of course, I'm going to have to rush around and do everything. And it's like $200 for initial registration in Florida, you know? (laughs) Anyway, so my mom, so I was at my mom's. I was hanging out with my mom for my brother's birthday. And she bought herself this Roomba thing. And it's not the exact brand of Roomba. But this lady, I got to watch her after we did dinner for my brother's birthday and everything. I got to watch her follow this fucking thing around the house. Like, and then for the most part, what I watched it do was bump into all furniture and not be able to get itself out of the situation. So like it would go under the table it would hit the legs, not hit, but it would sense the legs of the table were close and she would, and it would move to the other direction and hit the other leg and then move to the other direction, hit the other leg. And I was like, Abigail, like I was told my sister, I was like, beats, just pick it up. Like I, I like was picking up chairs, trying to coerce it to get out from under the table. Like it was a scared pet or something. And beats just goes and picks it up and puts it somewhere else. And then it started beeping. Like how fucking dare you pick me up? And then, you know, <laughs> she picked she like hit, I hit the power button on it and it kept going but I was like this thing is a fucking nuisance man I'm just watching it like hustle around or pretend to hustle around and shit while it just hits everything I'm like this thing makes no fucking sense <laughs> and you know it, this shit makes me think of like she's following it around watching it as if it's gonna steal something of hers and this reminds me of when we lived in New York And, um, we used to have a cleaning crew. We used to have people who would clean the house. So we used to have people clean the house and she used to like pre-clean. Like it was so ridiculous that that's what we were doing. Um, we were cleaning up before the people showed up to clean. And I'm like, dude, don't you pay these people like triple digits to take care of this situation? Why am I doing half the work for them? Like she would, she would place the dishes in the dishwasher. Like she would load the dishwasher for them. She would like move furniture out of the way, which makes sense because, you know, hair and stuff. Cause always had dogs. So there's always dog hair everywhere. But like, why are we sweeping before they get here? What what are you paying for? What are you paying for, essentially? You're paying for these people to come and clean up this mini mansion that you've already cleaned up for them. How does that make sense? How does that work? <laughs> what 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 is the purpose of it? There's like no purpose to cleaning before people show up. I just can't. So that's what I watched her do. I learned like the hard way living in New York in that house with them that when I wanted to take a day off, it should not be on a day when the cleaning crew was coming because she was putting me to work and then I had to be somewhere else for an hour. <laughs> like, like what the hell? Cause she used to, so around the time I had surgery in November, like three years ago, she had the clean people come. I was sent home from work because I had to assist in a very indecent area. And I was sent home because I could not sit comfortably at my desk and work. So I had to, I went to the emergency room. Well, no, I went to urgent care and uh, had them look at it. And then I come back and the cleaning people were still there. I think they were like two to three hours it took them to clean up, which was whatever. They were unpaid enough. <laughs> Actually, more than enough, probably. They were very expensive. They didn't take any kind of bullshit from anybody. So... Uh, so I came home from all of that and my mom was in the basement and I'm like, Oh, okay. They're still here. She said, yeah. 
So it was kind of like, great, let's sit around and just talk about nothing while they're cleaning upstairs. So that's basically what was happening. A whole bunch of cleaning while I had to sit down in a freezing ass basement with my mother talking about nothing, watching her be on her laptop and possibly paying bills and stuff. <laughs> so that, that was probably the most interesting thing that's ever happened in the history of never. We were also talking about, this is good. We were also talking about how with everything that's happened, we were talking about the movie, uh, high anxiety. It's a Mel Brooks movie film, I should say, cause I would never do it injustice by calling it a movie. We were watching, uh, we weren't watching it. We were talking about it and we were sitting at Olive Garden cause that's where my brother had chosen to eat for his birthday dinner. And we were talking about how shit like that would never be allowed anymore. Like anything Mel Brooks put out in like the seventies would never fly. He was very much into satirical comedy. He used to make fun of a lot of things. Um, he made uh blazing saddles, which is a favorite of everybody's. If you're a person, uh, but I've also, I think I've talked about this before because Quentin Tarantino tries to be like Mel Brooks, but he's like the non-classy version. Like he's the $1.99. Actually, he's the two for four, the four for four, excuse me. The four for four at Wendy's is Quentin Tarantino's version of Mel Brooks films. And he's just, you know, he's also a psycho. He's kind of a little bit of a prick. And he doesn't strike me as someone who's anywhere as exceptional a human being as Mel Brooks. And that's another thing of, um, that's another topic of conversation of things that can't exist now because of the Me Too movements. I'll probably discuss that in the next episode because there's, there's only so much time in an hour to talk about things. I, uh, I've also recently discovered Siri needs to mind her business because she keeps popping up on my watch and like pop off, ho. I've also recently discovered that I like Stardew Valley. I was playing that for a little bit yesterday. And then I'm trying to put like um, my custom content back on for my Sims 4 so I could play around with that shit for a little bit. Um, I've been rediscovering things that I like lately because back in New York, I wasn't able to do much or didn't have much motivation or ambition to do much else. I've also been trying to get back on my workout plans because I have the Apple Fitness Plus right now. And... Uh, I've been working on that for a little bit, so every now and then I'll get my workout on. Uh, I'm trying to be more consistent about it, with, but with these holidays back-to-back, -back, it's really ridiculous. Like, the amount of food you eat, you don't even realize it. The bean hater is back home, and he, he texted me this morning, and he goes, um, what did he say? Let me look on here. Hold on. Uh, he said, ever have that good sleep and your mom wakes you up? And I said, yeah, all the time. <laughs> You ever have that shit? Like in high school, it was always like, you know, you're trying to take a nap and stuff and someone was always messing around. Like if you didn't have siblings growing up or you were the younger sibling growing up, good for you. But I had four younger siblings growing up. Well, not really. When I was 11 is when I got my first pair of siblings. And then I was 16 and got the second pair. When I was 16, I kind of went through like a rough patch in high school. Like it was like depression mode. And um, it was kind of, it was kind of difficult to not sleep all the time when you're depressed. I think that's when you finally realize like in high school, you're adjusting to a lot of different things. And I was, it was, it was a bad time for me when I was 16 because at the time I, my high school bro boyfriend had broken up with me and all his friends, all my friends were his friends first, let's just say. So I had no friends. I moved up from the city and I only made friends because of him. I think the only one friend I had was Bridget, who I still speak to every now and then. And Justin Payton. Justin Payton was a really good friend of mine. Um, we made friends in 10th grade math class. And funnily enough, well, not funny, but interestingly enough, that math teacher turned out to be a pedophile. <laughs> and you never get those cues when you're in that class. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I've... I've his name is Mr. Castell or some shit. And you never get those kind of hints when you're in those classes. But like you see videos later on and you go, oh, yeah, he was a little weird. Like, like I never even fucking knew that about him. Like he taught 10th grade math and did not look at a single one of us in a weird way. That's what's funny about that. But you know what, though? I got to tell you something. Some of these chicks, like Chris was telling me during dinner 
that this guy, he was listening to some podcast or something, but these guys were having confessions about like dating shit that went wrong. I don't know if he read it on Twitter or what, but this one guy said that he took this chick out who he met in a bar. So he assumed he was, she was of legal age to be in that bar. And of course, when they finally go out to eat together on a date, the chick goes, oh yeah, by the way, I'm 13. <laughs> Dude, what? You thought she, she looked 18 or 21 or whatever? What? I would immediately have put my hands up and left, which I think is what the guy did, according to what Chris said. But I was like, the, you know, the scary part is, is it's probably true. The chick probably looked like she was an adult and was actually 13. Because if you see the shit nowadays that I've been seeing on TikTok and all that shit, anywhere really, I don't know what kind of adult DNA is in these people. But I did not look like that when I was 13. And if I had this website up and running, I would show you what I looked like when I was 13. And you would have been like, oh yeah, that chick is underage. <laughs> Unbelievable. So that's the shit we were talking about is stuff that, um, stuff that wouldn't fly. And I forgot what I was even talking about before I got into this story about, oh yeah, Mr. Castell. So yeah. So I saw a video about him either last year or the year before. And the guy is, uh, the guy was meeting with this chick in Brooklyn or some shit. So like, first of all, you drove like an hour and a half minimum to meet this girl. And her dad is the one who pulled up and was like, excuse me, what are you doing? Da, da, da. It got into a whole big thing. He got arrested, I think. And they probably took his teaching certificate or whatever away. Cause I don't know what exactly you need, but I'm pretty sure he's not teaching at Middletown high school anymore. <laughs> but we, we were talking about it and I was like, he, he seemed like a weird guy, but like, he, I never saw him give glances at any of us, but it's also because we were probably fucking ugly. <laughs> or maybe 14 was too old for him. In any case, so I had one more thing to talk about before I go. And it was, I found the stupidest meme that I'm going to share with you only because I shared it with someone else and they were cracking the fuck up. And I didn't think he would laugh at it because he's such a rage monster when he games. It's hysterical. So let me say. So this kid, this guy Hunter, he lives in the UK. He's pretty funny when he rages out. So I, I saw this meme yesterday and um, it, it starts out like this. This is funny. He goes, none of y'all know what propaganda actually is, do you? And someone commented, it's when a British person takes a good look at something. And the response is, this is legitimately the absolute funniest thing anyone has ever added to one of my posts. Thank you for your service. So it makes you wonder how they're actually saying propaganda. And it's propaganda. Like, <laughs> so I died laughing. I sent it to him and I felt bad at the same time. And I was like, um, I just laughed because it was so funny. And I'm like, he's not going to laugh. He's going to hate it, if anything. But, uh. Nah, he laughed. So I was like, cool, I made someone angry laugh today. <laughs> Anyways, so we're winding down to the end of the year here. And there's been a lot of silly stuff, stiff, God, silly stuff that has happened. And, you know, throughout all of it, I have been here for you guys. And you've been here for me in the way of listening to it and recommending it to your friends and whoever else you think should listen to this crazy shit. I'm hoping, like I said, next year will be a lot better. Obviously, COVID's still going to be around. So if you think it's just going to go away tomorrow night, then you're stupid. But I'm really hopeful for next year that things are going to be better. Better for me and better for all of you, uh, especially all of you that listen to this. And, you know, like I said, if I can make one person happy listening to this, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the ability to make you laugh or the opportunity you've given to help me brighten your day. Uh, but I hope you move in the right direction or move in the, in the direction you want to be in for next year. Uh, set some goals for yourself. Try and be, you know, be all you can be like that silly, uh, army reserve thing, quote, whatever. 
Um, try and do things that make you happy. Like, honestly, trying to make everybody else happy is way too exhausting. And I've learned that, you know, the hard way. Because lately, that's all I've been trying to do. And that's how you lose yourself. That's how you lose pieces of yourself. And I really think that if you just, you know, take an introspective look at yourself and what made you you those years before all that bad shit happened that made you who you are now, take a look at who you were before all of that. And I guarantee you, you'll know exactly where you need to be and what you need to do to get there. Because that's what I've been doing lately. I've been just sitting and thinking about who I was those years ago and like with partying and having fun and like in my late 20s anyway and just realizing you know not everything needs to be taken that seriously and good things come to those who wait as they say and I'm hoping that that's what happens for me and that's all we can do is just wait and hope and hopefully you know the government gets its shit together and gives us the money no I'm kidding but not relying on that um you know take support where it's given and don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it And someone will be there for you. It's not like you don't have anybody. You got me. (laughs) Uh, Write me whenever. Uh, Like I said, on all my social media, it's uh, Coco BB. Oh, no, God. Hold on. I had to tell you the right social media so you guys can actually get to me. It's, let's see, Queen BB with a W. 31 on Instagram. If you want to DM me, just let me know you listen to the show, please, so that... I can't, um, so that I know who you are and I don't immediately block you and, um, just have a good rest of your year, which includes today and tomorrow, but mostly tomorrow because that's when you'll be listening to this. And I appreciate you guys. And again, you know, find me on all things, social media. (laughs) It's Coco underscore Fonseca on Twitter and at me on things that you think are funny. And uh, I will see you guys next year. Have a good 2020, guys.